Well, good morning. It is Thursday, September 7th at 6.06 a.m. in my car, getting ready to drive to the gym. I hope you guys had a good Wednesday and uh, uh, just continuing on, right? The week doesn't slow down. <laughs> it just keeps going. Uh, yeah, last night just uh, was a good time gathering together with the people of God, worshiping, getting into the Word, and um, a lot of our people in a lot of the people in our church right now are sick. So, um, so it was kind of cool though because it was just my wife playing guitar and worshiping, and there's just something so to me like something so beautiful just about one person playing guitar and singing to the Lord just fills the room I, it reminds me of when we first started um, the church and it was only just my wife playing guitar and singing and uh, there's just something beautiful about that simplicity I've always loved just I mean don't get me wrong I have church, I have friends that have big old churches with lights and all kinds of stuff and um, and it's like a I guess a big production you can call it and it's a blessing. It's a blessing in its own way, but there's just something so simple with with just one guitar, one person up there just praising the Lord. I love it. I, Pastor Chuck, who you know, Pastor Chuck Smith, the one who started Calvary Chapel, when um, he would get up there in the pulpit and he would just sing a cappella. <laughs> it was not, you know, I mean, they had worship. Don't get me wrong, but then also he'd get up there and just like sing a hymn just without any music and everyone sang and it was loud and it was it was a blessing it was just voices i just love i just love the simplicity of what church is you know as defined by the early church in acts i love it anyway enough of that so uh as we continue on in galatians what a blessing to continue on in the word of god paul goes on this uh same idea but introduces something else in galatians chapter 3 verse 21 to 22 he writes is the law then against the promises of god certainly not so he's not saying hey the law is useless now we're going the promises of god they're contradictory no it says for if there had been a law given which could have given life truly righteousness would have been by the law but the scripture has confined all under sin that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. The scripture has confined all under sin. Let's, let's stop right there. I'm going to start driving. And and that's the thing. Here, here's what one of the beautiful things that scripture does. Okay, And some people don't like this. Some churches don't even talk about it. But it's true that what scripture does... <laughs> is expose our sinful ways. It's kind of like in John 3 when Jesus met Nicodemus by night. You know, he says after after John 3.16, after all that, what he says is that many people, their deeds are evil, so they don't want to come into the light. They want to stay in the dark because they don't want to feel guilty. They don't want to feel bad. But then there are those who come into the light. Their sin is exposed. And they're able to deal with it. Well, God's able to deal with it as they repent. 
And that is healthy. <laughs> that is the healthy thing to do, right? Like the scripture exposes things in us that are not of the Lord. That's a good thing. Just like the law shows us, hey, we're imperfect. We need Jesus. We are sinners in need of a Savior. That's what the law does. Scripture points things out in us. I mean, there are some hard truths, aren't there? There are some hard truths. I was just talking with a friend the other day who is ministering to this uh, to this unbeliever, right? And the person talks about God but has their own ideas about the Lord. And my friend was just giving biblical uh, insight, right? Uh, knowledge, wisdom into all these questions that this person had, this unbeliever had. And the unbeliever got mad and defensive and said, well, why are you coming at me? But, but my friend, my buddy, he was like, I'm, I'm not, I'm just, I'm just relaying what the scripture says. Like, this isn't my opinion. This isn't something that I think you should do. This isn't something I'm forcing on you. This is literally just what the Bible says. I'm just relaying what the truth says. And the unbeliever had a hard time with it. And it's because things in the scripture, the truth is difficult. The truth is, there are some hard truths in the Bible. Have you ever read the word and gone, oh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah, I fall short in that area. Lord, help me. Or, Lord, I am weak in that area. Build me up. You know, when we come to the scriptures, when you come to the word of God, there's got to be like a sense of vulnerability if we want to learn, be teachable, and if we want to grow. We don't go to the scripture and go, I got it all figured out, but I'm just going to read it because no, it's like we come to the scripture and we learn and we soak it in. And when things are exposed as the light shines upon our hearts and we go, okay, I have to change some things. Lord, help me to change these things in my life. There's a stronghold here. There's something I need to deal with here. There's a compromise here. There's complacency in that area. You know, I have an attitudes in this area. My thought life is not good. Like, whatever it is, you guys, the Lord wants to deal with it. And oftentimes, it's those hard truths that we see in the Scripture that points things out, that brings things that we have to deal with and face to the surface. Not just to condemn us or make us feel guilty, but to help us, convict us, which leads to repentance, which leads again to forgiveness and then freedom. So it's a good thing. And and that's the truth too, that we're all under sin. Like we're all born into sin. It's up to each individual to trust in Christ, to repent, trust in Christ, and start walking with Him. Now I was telling the church last night as we were going through uh, Deuteronomy chapter 10, finishing it up, you know, that... God had a plan for the Israelites and he was letting them know it and we were just talking about how like I I can't just stand here and be like okay get in line I'm gonna tell you tell all of you guys individually what God wants for you <laughs> right that's that's not how it works that's like a cult but when it comes to being Christ followers we each individually have a calling have a purpose have um, something God has something for each of us and what he has for me is just as important as what he has for you. But oftentimes they're different because we're the body of Christ. 
there are many members but we have different functions right so I, I think that's important to know and to point out and to learn from like we're all different God has made all of us unique right and so it's important that we seek the Lord individually for what he wants for us day by day and God will let us know he gives us insight into our own hearts he helps us to know how we need to grow and then he puts us on the path that he foreordained for us but we gotta seek him to make sure we're staying on that path you know it's kind of like reminds me of going from season to season spiritually speaking it's like sometimes we try to hold on to a season in life and God says well let it go like it's time to move on and you know it it's time to go to the next season like the next season is waiting it's there right and it's like we're trying to grip on tightly to what God's saying to let go of and that's the thing about seasons guys you know they're the bad seasons you know that, that we've gone through those bad seasons, we're just like, oh, it's over. Is it over yet? Yes, it's over. We're so happy. We rejoice. Yes, that season is over. Praise the Lord, because that was hard. I did not like that. So those seasons, it's like, here you go. Let that go. Moving on to the next thing. But here's the thing. As, as seasons end, some of them are bad, but some of them are a blessing. And we go, I don't, I don't want to let go of this season. I mean, I do and I don't. I know God has, or God has something for me in this next season. I know that. I see that clearly, but I'm like, I'm, I'm holding on to this still. You know, it reminds me, uh, we had our six-year church anniversary uh, last week, last Sunday. And, and really, I was talking about the origins of uh, Calvary Chapel Mobile and how it all worked out how God called and what he did and one of the things was letting go of the old season in, in other words letting go of what God has has for us you know Calvary Chapel LAX in LA and and I me and my wife went through pictures the whole week you know getting things together getting a slideshow and all that and uh, and the picture of of my old senior pastor praying for me and my family up on the stage at the church and just just that moment of, of praying for God's leading and then we went to the park and they had a big old I mean the whole church showed up and we ate and talked and worshiped and oh man it was looking at those pictures I'm like oh I miss all those people I miss those times I really do but me and my family like we didn't come across the country because things were going bad in Southern California. It was going great. I was a full-time pastor for like eight and a half years. I was running tons of ministries, doing missions, doing all kinds of groups. It was, it was amazing. But at the same time, I couldn't hold on to that because I knew God was calling me to something else. He's calling me away, calling us away from that into something else. And I had to let go. So that God could do his work. Because it's not about what I want. It's not about my plan. It's about God's plan, his will, and his desires, and what he wants for me. 
So I had to let that go. You know, there are a lot of things in our hearts that's like, I have to let these things go. Whatever it is, you know, whatever it is for you. Sometimes we hold on to things when we, God's saying like, hey, let that go, give that to me, and move on. It's like, okay. God makes it clear. As we seek Him, He makes it clear. You know, sometimes hesitating and waiting on the Lord too long is just as bad as getting ahead of the Lord. Because either way, we're out of God's timing. And since God's timing is perfect, that's one of the worst places to be, out of God's timing. His timing, His will, His ways, you know, it's all, they're all perfect. He knows what He's doing. So we got to trust Him. Got to look to Him. Got to let Him expose those things in our hearts as we get through the, go through, as we navigate through the scripture. He tells us, hey, you let that go. Hey, you need more of this in your life. You need less of that in your life. Like He is the one that shifts things around. He is the one that refines. He is the one that consecrates. We just need to surrender. And as He exposes those things, be vulnerable and be like, okay, Lord, you're right. This so-called liberty that I had, now it's sin. And I need to repent of it. I need to let that go. Whatever that is. God will let you know. He's so good. But we're born into sin. And the beautiful thing is that Jesus Christ, uh, you know, as we trust in Him, for those who believe, we're saved. And thank the Lord for our salvation. Thank you, God, for rescuing us. Right? It's, it's so... We can never repay it, but what we can do is just give our lives over to Him and go, Lord, I want to serve you the rest of my days. And goodness and mercy, like Psalm 23 says, will follow us all our days. It's amazing. It's amazing how God works it all out, right? He's in control. He knows what He's doing. Amen. God bless you guys. Hey, love you guys. Hope you have an amazing day. Praying for you guys. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys in the morning. Take care.